and gentlemen to the 19th episode of the valorant show i'm your host taylor reflection snowboard joined by troy tuttle aka too loud and man it feels good to be back you know what a couple of episodes ago i know we said we would not take a break and i said that will not happen i will not allow it to happen and troy said it's gonna happen let me explain first and foremost i've been doing annual training with the military okay it's been virtual. I've been doing classes from 10 in the morning until 7 p.m. at night. And then after that, I've been casting Gears of War. So I've literally had zero time. And I, I feel disgusting. I'm literally at my computer like 15 hours a day. I'm, I'm, I'm too old for that. Troy, how you doing, man, by the way? How, how you doing? You doing uh, good? I told you it would happen because I've done how many podcasts now? Like About, what, 20 or 30? I mean, a yeah. lot. I've done a lot, and I've been around this <laughs> this this tree, this rodeo. I know I see the hills coming and the things You're not that, that old, Troy. You don't see life. the hills coming just, just yet, man. No, but it's life, man, and it's, <laughs> it is tough when you're doing a podcast, and obviously we do it for the community, for you guys out there, not that we're making, you know, Tons of money over here, just bowing in money. I wish uh, maybe one day, Taylor, we will make a lot of money in this industry. But as of now, we are not making any at all. So, but uh, I'll just say, man, it, it is, uh, it, it, it's, you know, it's tough to do something every single week. But what keeps us coming back to it each week is the wonderful people that listen to this podcast. Mm. So, Taylor, let's go ahead and head over to Ask the Agents. Ah, so much learned this day. A victory on many fronts. I wanted you to take the first one, actually. I think I think it's more appropriate for you to take number one. Okay. By the way, we have fun with my with me trying to read these internet names all the time, right? <laughs> so we're you're I didn't even actually I looked at the one after this one and the one after <laughs> that one, but I didn't actually look at this one. So here we go. Clutch kebab nice that's what i'm going with clutch that's kebab that's uh, it clutch kebab says too loud what happened to the Fortnite podcast i mean monster all but all alone um yeah uh, we try not to talk about it much on the show anymore the Fortnite podcast hey it's still going i believe panda and monster over there are actually like nailing it each week they've been putting out some episodes they got tons of stuff coming uh, i heard them so uh you know my boy out there still killing it Keep supporting them over there at the Fortnite Podcast. Yes, I'll probably be on soon and, and come talk to everybody. Monster's been asking me to, to make an appearance, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, we're, we're doing the show. We're doing the Valorant show. And so let's talk some more Valorant. Heck let's yeah. the next one. Hey, let's go to Plaw1700, man. Plaw, you know, let me talk about this guy for a second. All right. Plaw's been literally writing in every single week. We appreciate you. And there's a couple of others, too, that we'll get to that have been writing in every week, uh, such as Ray. Uh, Jogo comes back into the mix. But Plaw, thank you so much. A couple of thoughts. Hey, guys, just a few thoughts about this week's topics, uh, which was a couple of weeks ago, but we're still going to touch on them. Number one, what would you you think of Valorant having a TTS. This would give them an ability to track how the community plays on the new patches and make adjustments, rather than just sending to live and seeing what happens. Interesting concept. Um, I don't know if that's what they would want to do. I, I don't even know the participation that they would get, but hey, they might get something. Or I, I, I think for them, they're actually just happy with pushing the patches live, seeing how the general community reacts, and I think that's the way that they're going to go with it. I don't know if they necessarily have to have a TTS on this side, but an interesting concept nonetheless. Number two, I noticed that there are patches... Uh, I noticed that after patches, the friend system seems to stop working for a lot of people. Do you think the team will get around to fixing it? I hope so. I really do. And one issue that I've been having that is probably unique just to me, I've been having audio issues after patches. Um, and I'm not talking about footsteps or, or you know, shots sounding weird. I'm talking about specifically like my mic will not work a game, nor can I talk to others and others can't talk to me. And I try every audio setting possible to fix it, and it just will not fix until I get into a brand new game. So it can be very frustrating, especially what you, if I... What you don't know is your toxicity has gotten you banned. That, actually. So actually, that, that's why true. it's not working. Because of the fact that I can actually text chat. So I still communicate, Troy. If it was toxicity, wouldn't yeah, I be no, banned? No, no, you can you no, I think I think it's just your vocals first. I think that's like step one. Who don't want to hear this voice first and foremost? 
Okay, let me get close to that. I'm just saying. Well, let I'm, me. I'm just saying. Let me say this. I, you know what? I don't know about you, Troy, but I've been playing with the viewers. All right, I've been playing with the listeners, and I'm I not going to lie. I accepted a bunch of friend requests, but I play a weird hours. You know, like that's true. That's true. But I'm not going to lie. We have like some one, of the best people. Eleven man. to two in the morning or something. Do you really? I don't even. Yeah, that's usually when I play, dude. It's like eleven at night to like two in the morning. That's Jeez. usually when you can find me on if I'm on. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why we have not been playing because I go to bed at yeah. normal hours. That's real gamer hours, Troy. I'm not gonna lie. But that's yeah, I work till nine, and then I actually spend like an hour or two till my wife goes to bed, and then I get on the game. <laughs> like I'm working from like eight in the morning to nine at night right now, bro. I'm just like you. I've I I've been through the hustle and bustle lately. Hey, it's been good, crazy. You heard what he said right there. Very important. He waits until the wife goes to bed. All right. Very important for you guys out there. All right. Spend some time with the loved ones. But yes, I do hope that they fix the issues such as audio issues, friend systems. This is something that definitely needs to be addressed, especially if you're having issues with it. You can only assume there's multiple people out there having issues. And number three, what if they added team skins for teams competing in tournaments like the Overwatch League does? I know it might be tough with teams playing in some tournaments and not others, but once the pro scene gets more cemented, I could see this being used. Thanks, guys. Great episode. Once again, Paul, thank you for writing in. That is a question that was brought up, I think, on the last episode. We ended up discussing it. I think team skins are a phenomenal addition, and I think the best thing that they're going to be doing is not necessarily a skin for like Omen or for Breach or any of the agents. I think they'll end up doing weapon skins, which I think would be the better option. I'm all for it. If they release uh, a Team Liquid Gen G skin, I'm buying charms. it. I mean, it'd be or charms. just to put a charm Well, they'll probably do, you know what, like, it, like they do in Rainbow Six. Rainbow yep. Six Siege, right? You got you, yep. you unlock, you know, you, the 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 weapon buddies or charms, whatever they call them, and then of course your weapon skins and then team skin, like all that's awesome. I hope they do like a total package for your favorite team and release it for yeah. ten dollars. Well, never I happen. mean, and COD did that this year for the CDL. Oh that yeah, they've been be doing awesome. yeah, yeah. So I, I, it it is pretty cool to go show your pride. This next one, we had some we had some arguments about how to say this name actually, and we, I think we have it right. Magusta train or Magusta trains one twenty two. I used to go messing up. Is it well? I mean, tell me, is it Migusta or Magusta? Brother, it's Migusta. It's Spanish. Migusta. Migusta. Migusta trains one twenty two. Migusta. I just want to point out Migusta Migusta. trains. By the way, if you're listening, he wanted to say your name was Mig. I don't even know how Migust at at rains. Me gust at at rains one twenty two. And I was like, brother, that's not. It's Magusta trains. Hey, if you put it all together, it does say me gust at rains. That's true. Okay. Just saying. Or me me gust tat rains. Just stop it. Go 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 to what he said. Troy. Anyways, all right. Yeah. So uh, moving on. Uh, waiting for them games. I'm back. I hit too loud up on Twitter and exchange and game info. Still waiting for games with too loud and reflections. I couldn't find you on anything. Still trying to play with you both, both of y'all. This show is perfect for getting me through my Mondays at work. Keep it up. And like I said last time, full send mid, baby. <laughs> All right, yep. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, hit you up, man, as well. I, I had some p- other people hit me up, like, about the Discord. So maybe the community is putting a Discord together soon, too. So, hey, keep your eyes out. Interesting. Yeah, I'll, I'll be on the lookout. Uh, like I said, my uh, my username is reflections and then hashtag NA2. Reflections NA2. So I did add, like, I, I genuinely, I got like 10 or 15 friend requests. So I ended up adding everybody. Uh, nobody gets denied. So hopefully we'll uh, we get that uh, friend request. Maybe we already have it. Um, Joe Go Shmago. He is back. Uh, like it. Best Valorant podcast. Another great show, guys. I'm personally loving all the roster mania updates. I'm wondering if what you what your guys' opinion is on NRG issue. Maybe NRG makes a competitive team for Valorant and he joins. Or if he leaves NRG and joins another org. His Valorant clips are kind of insane and hoped he would step into the competitive scene. You know what, man? Ace is uh, Ace is a beast. Like, So I, I had a chance to cast over Ace um, for like a, a $250,000 Call of Duty event. It was a streamer invitational. Wasn't truly competitive, but it was fun to watch Ace play against some top streamers as well as some top competitive call of duty players and it was at the beginning of of, uh uh, the title that's currently out and man he was like just swiping on people he's clearly playing on pc obviously right that's where he comes from and i was very very impressed and with the csgo prowess prowess with his also you know his competitiveness when it comes to valorant he thinks it's a phenomenal game 
Um, I love that he's stepping into the competitive scene. And uh, I, I really do hope that NRG, you know, you know, gets involved and kind of does their thing. I think Ace would be a perfect uh, addition. He's just a great player, man. I mean, we, we need more players like him. Either way, it's been, I, there was a couple of articles that came out about, you know, orgs, especially North America, trying to really tiptoe on how they get into the scene. Because right now, the scene is very oversaturated with a ton of North American teams and, and organizations trying to get in. So uh, uh, some other big name orgs are kind of waiting at their opportunity to pounce in the strike to get into the scene when they do feel it's appropriate. And they're still gauging the success of where it's going to go. Because let's not forget, this game is still fairly new. The scene is still building. It's seen some great success, uh, you know, obviously with numbers, whether they be stream numbers, whether they be, you know, tournament numbers, which I think is more impactful now in the competitive sense. But um, you know, we would love to see more more orgs kind of get into the mix. But uh, good question. We're gonna keep that roster mania coming your way, man, because it's it's gonna continue to happen, especially once the scene uh, becomes more and more cemented. Oh yeah, we, I mean, we even saw more more roster stuff this week with uh, you know old Steel joining a hundred thieves, right? So it's it's been uh, there's definitely still roster stuff happening out there. Um, and what's also happening is Zane. 869 writing into the podcast show he says i love valorant and this podcast you guys getting me through my three days i have to wait at boarding school for my covid test results holy cow bro first off hopefully your those were negative uh but to come in so thank you guys so much for this podcast is the best and i have a question should i worry about not playing really good agents that i know probably are going to get nerfed or should i not worry about that and just play whoever I feel like. I kind of want to get the good at one or two agents that I main. So first off, yes, it is very important to get best at like pick one agent that you really want to focus on. Get really good at at, at being comfortable with their abilities, with their skills, when, when you can use their their abilities, um, and the different ways you can use those abilities, right? And that really comes with like playing and time and and watching and being creative and watching videos about that agent. Um but uh, I wouldn't worry about like playing an agent that's going to get nerfed, or that's going uh, that you maybe you think is going to get nerfed, um, or who you think is weak. I really wouldn't put that in consideration. Uh, you know, I would say a lot of this game comes down to your ability to be able to shoot mm -hmm. and, and and have quick reaction. And so if you, it, I, I would focus on those core things more so than I'd worry about the core of which character you're picking. And just pick one that you really adapt to, that you like, that fits your play style, um, and start getting better at that, at that one agent. Yeah, absolutely. What, what, what kind of advice do you have? Yeah, I mean, you, you hit it right on the head. I mean, you don't want to base your whole playing style and your whole agent style uh, on, on an agent that might get nerfed, might not get nerfed. We will actually be talking about some potential nerfs and buffs that are going to be coming up in the next update that have been rumored. Um, but with that being said... My biggest advice is, especially if you're a casual player, I, I know a lot of us, we play ranked, you know, we, we have some, some of us have decent ranks, some of us don't, um, some of us like to play, you know, just spike rush and casual, right, and and we're happy with that, we play with the boys and, you know, play with the girls, whatever, and we, we have a good time. Play an agent, or if... <laughs> What I'm trying to say is it just really depends on your mindset. So if you're going in to try and be a like a true competitive player, first and foremost, you want to have a very well-rounded approach across the board with all agents. You want to understand them to their core, right? So you can understand how to counter them. You can understand how to play them. If you don't want to be a true competitive player, like a real, like I'm talking going out there competing in a five stack and doing, you know, custom lobbies and things like that outside of just like your normal ranked matches, um, then, you know, it doesn't matter. Just go out and play whatever you want to play, right? I mean, it's the point is, do you want to be a competitive player? Yes. Okay. Run the gamut, run throughout the agents, but find one or two or maybe even three agents that you really, really mesh with well that fit your play style and master them. So whenever you do get picked up on a team, hey, you'll be good to go and you'll be able to fill in some roles and be an IGL. But if you don't want to be a competitive player, just play with whoever you want. It doesn't matter about nerfs. It doesn't matter about buffs, right? It's just play who you mesh with well. Who do you like the most? Maybe you even like the skins, their taglines. I mean, uh, you know, it really can, it can, it can go as far as you just want to unlock their contract. You're happy with their weapon skins. And, and that is your agent. For me, it's breach, right? I play breach. That's all I play is breach. I love breach. I mean, just bottom line period. I've been playing breach since beta. I don't know why, right? Just breach works well for me. So the point is 
play whatever agents you want to play with, right? Don't overthink it. Just just have a good time and think about, do you want to be competitive? Do you not want to be competitive? And then go that route with your agent selection. But either way, that's that's kind of my my guess there. Uh, but either way, let's move on to, oh man, I'm, oh, hold on. Am I, am I about to struggle? Mo Mopmo. Are you, are you, uh-oh. Is that Mopmo? Mopmo, maybe, maybe Mo, Mopo, Pomo. Okay. Mopomo. Mopomo. Mopmo. Mopomo. Mopomo. Hey, we appreciate you writing in. This podcast is the best. I love Valorant. And now when I'm not playing, I can listen to this podcast and learn about tactics that I didn't know about. When I'm playing Yeet. ranked, my homie and I duo queue. We get bad randomized teammates, walk up to the club, and we eventually get ranked down. It would be awesome if you guys could join us and we could four stack. That's a great idea, actually. I'd love to know your rank. By the way, we might bring you down depending on your rank. Yeah, so you might not want to join us. You might, look, I'm gold two now, working my way to gold three. I don't know, Troy, I know you haven't been able uh, to play too much. But I think I'm gold one. Are you right gold now. one? Okay, so yeah. you know where our baseline's at, but feel free to add us. Thank you so much for bringing this wonderful podcast to us every week and keep on grinding. Thank you, Momo. Yes, Mopo. Thank you. Mop, 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 mo. Mop, mop. Anyways. Uh, Vault 40 says character skins. Hey, guys. Love the show and added you both on Valent to hopefully get some games in. I've heard talks of character skins for all, all over Reddit and this podcast. My only concern is that character skins will be similar to League of Legends skins. I played League seven years ago. And there are skins in the game that make me not recognize champions. Mm -hmm. If Riot adds an, an elaborate skin to the game, newer players may have a hard time matching accurate callouts during rounds if they don't recognize an agent. Just wanted to, just wanted to know your guys' thoughts on that. Keep up the awesome work with the podcast and keep ranking up. Hey man, Vault 40, dude, thank you so much for writing in. Um, and yes, I was a league player a long time ago as well, so I, I, I share that. Uh, common ground with you, but uh, you have you have a good point. Yeah, I mean, like if the skins get too crazy, and, but I don't think we have to worry about that in this game mm -hmm. because I, I think the I, I think the the competitive integrity of a first person shooter is way different than uh, the over the top view of a character, yeah. right? Um, and, and what you can see, kind of that god that god view um that you get in League of Legends. Um it's just it's it's a, a lot different, right? The the detail on the character and how cool they look. Yeah, they look different, but they're still the character on the ground and and their uh you know, their outfit doesn't really obscure the ability to shoot them mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Like yeah. it does, like it would in a first person shooter per se. Right. And that's the best way I can explain it. Yeah, it's interesting. We get this question a lot, actually. I, I want to say almost every episode, and it's fine. Please, please keep them coming. Um, you know, I, and my train of thought for this is going to be the same as it's been in previous episodes. Is, uh, you know, you're. I think you're right on the money with it. When when you you know you played you know League of Legends seven years ago, when you watch League now, there are some skins that make you not recognize champs, and I think that's an issue that um, you know the Valorant team is definitely keeping in the back of their mind. They don't want the spectators, at least at the beginning, or who knows, we might, I'm sure we'll have Valorant skins in the future, but they don't want the spectators to be confused, and that, that's not only spectators, but also the players themselves. Think like, you know, obviously the pros are not going to have issues with this when new skins are introduced, but definitely your casual players could in fact get confused, and their callout could be incorrect. So, right now, skins is not a priority i would love to have skins in the game at least for the you know agent skins but i don't think this is something that is going to be prioritized at least as of yet but you definitely have a, a good concern i love that you bring that to the table um you know about you not being able to recognize champions i think that's going to be the same thing with agents and uh you know valorant's always been about competitive integrity and right now skins would not be the best thing for competitive integrity but hey Thank you so much, Vault, for writing in. And we're glad that you love the show, man. Ray, best... And by the way, Ray, another guy that's back. Hey, we love it. I think we had three people come back into this uh, into this Ask the Agent section. He's going to be our last one. But Ray says, best Valorant podcast. Okay, I have a conspiracy theory. See, I like this. This will probably not happen for a while, but there is a line that Phoenix says. He says, oh, you can do that after he gets resurrected. So I assume there is another healer. Also, Omen says to Viper, a.k.a. Sabine, and he says something along the lines of, remember when you used your powers to heal? 
So I think Viper was a healer. Now she turned toxic. It's just a theory. Anyways, love you guys. First and foremost, the Viper one. That's pretty awesome because I actually did not know that. And you're right. Maybe the storyline behind her is she used to be a healer and then she turned toxic. This is why we need to, or at least I, I say we, but it's not we. This is why I, I hope the Valorant team really starts hitting the, the fan theories hard and they you know start building these storylines up, which they have said in the past that they're, they're not really going to do that. They will, but competitive integrity is what they're most focused on but i really do hope we get more of a background because who knows if viper was once a healer and now she's toxic that is incredibly incredibly interesting but troy i want to bring it to you this questioning you know the, the line about you know phoenix says oh you can do that too after he gets resurrected so uh basically you know this conspiracy theory from Ray's, he's assuming there is another healer there's going to be another healer there were some voice lines in, in that we discussed uh, quite a few episodes back about potentially yeah. you know new yeah. agents i think it was actually sage's voice line if i'm not mistaken sage ended up saying like some type of voice line but for you though yeah. what do you think about this phoenix voice line i i mean i <clears throat> i think this is part of the reason why we're trying to get sage balanced why they're trying to do all the stuff they've done to sage and nerfed her to the wall because as we talked about i think when we talked about that like last week or the week before was they're trying to get in balance so they can add another healer and there's not like too much healing going on in the game um, and so I, I definitely think there's another healer coming and I think it's, it's going to be right around the corner. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I, I'm excited for that too, but I, I, I do understand the worry that they have for the healer, but, uh, but Ray, I think you're definitely onto something, man. We're going to, we're going to be seeing, be seeing a new agent coming soon. And, uh, I, but I just don't know. I don't know if it's going to be healer the next one we see, but it, I definitely think we're going to have one right on the corner. Hopefully but, so, man. Let's go ahead and uh, run it back. Yeah, let's bring it back. Uh, so hey, man, this first one we got is pretty cool. This is this is what I'm talking about when we're we're talking about like next next level esports, okay? And box, if you guys know, they also have the uh, the Overwatch. What are they called? Overwatch Celsius, as yeah, well as the New Celsius York Subliners too. Yeah, the New York Subliners. Uh, they are the uh, the parent company over those those brands, and they are teaming up with Aim Labs. They have started a Valorant roster, and they've teamed up. They've they've teamed up with Aim Labs, and they're going to pick the last two players on the roster based on this this Aim Labs uh, event they're going to have. How crazy is this? You know, I'm not going to lie. It's pretty crazy. Like, I go back to Ray and he's saying, like, conspiracy theory, like, tinfoil stuff. I don't know. This aim labs may be the same thing. So, first and foremost, I just to give you a little bit of background, on, I, I guess, what the aim lab platform is. Um, so, aim lab is essentially a talent assessment software developed by neuroscientists at State Space. Now, that sounds super official and really good. So, aim lab... Have you not played Aim Labs yet? No, no, I I, I have played Aim Labs, yeah, but I'm just I'm just I going through to, with, with what they're saying. So I actually I have, I have Aim Labs downloaded. Actually, I'm like, it's uh, I, I use it every so often. It doesn't help me, but I use it because I'm just a boomer. Yeah, you get it, it's like it's like me with working out. I don't I can't like get buff if I just work out once a month. <laughs> you know what? You know? That is a really good thing to. See. You know what? That just just blew my mind. You're right. I work out like four days a week yeah. and I do get buff. But you know what? I do Aim Labs once a month, so therefore I don't. Get get any improvements there you go that's, that's exactly you blow what my is. mind sometimes so aim lab uses ai and okay, analytics sure. to measure a player's performance based on fundamental motor and cognitive skills so i i just i just i just wanted to read that and the reason why is because i i just love the fact that they said it's it's a talent assessment software developed by neuroscientists at state i just think that's really cool because they just pumped it up to be like like not just a steam game but just you know anyways aim labs super cool but i don't know troy to pick your players based on the aim lab performance seems very one-dimensional to me, man. I mean, aiming is important. You know, having a good shot and good reactions well, is important. But it says so it says here that the aim lab uh platform will be made publicly accessible towards the back end of September where players will have the opportunity to trial for position on the team based on reacting uh reaching set criteria in their assessment. So it's not just, I, I would imagine they're going to do some very special things. It looks like, uh, goes on to say that their excitement uh, in being the helm of Ambox Valorant Venture 
uh, an incredible partnership, the unique ways they're going to go about this. So I don't, I don't know, man. It, it's it's going to be interesting here. Maybe it will be some other special things that AimLabs has created just for Anbox for this trial. Uh, I I hope so. I again, I, for me, I think it's an interesting concept first and foremost. But I mean, just to to choose a player strictly based on AimLabs performance is 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 kind of wild like no matter how you do it because you know you have to think about you know game knowledge you have to think about game sense recent competitive well, have, history you know they have some some previous csgo pros that are coming over that you know are are gonna help them develop these players and get these players through you know csgo pro you know jacob yay sure. uh with taker and uh bradley android Fodor, i think it is well and and not to mention um, too they also have warden too right warden was actually you know i mean he's he's huge you know he's he, anyways you know csgo veteran um i you know he also competed i think in some valorant as well so the point is warden is a big addition to this team too it's definitely interesting man and you know what i will say they are pushing the envelopes like let's say this works troy let's say this aim labs you know strategy kind of works and it ends up you know producing a championship team who knows? Maybe we start getting more into the techie side of things instead of just because right now, I, I mean, I can't lie. A lot of teams are, you know, founded obviously on, on you know, what kind of skill sets they have. What's their competitive integrity? What's their competitive pass and, and things like that? But a lot of it, too, is, is, I mean, no joke. It's based on vibes. Do we vibe with each other? Right. Which is important. And then it's also based on, uh, you know, friendship. Like, do we know this guy? You know how, you know. Are we friends well, with them? Things like that. Sense, and, well, right? well game aside from that, but I'm just I'm just talking about the overall personality traits of things because a lot of teams are built just based on personality traits as opposed to anything else. But right. maybe we get more techie. Maybe we get more scientific with building these teams. Maybe Aim Labs is going to be that that kind of you know fundamental thing because I mean let's not forget you know you look at like traditional sports and and how much you know research and and data backed you know kind of you know science goes into uh picking up a player and 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 kind of developing a player you know things like that gaming could be the same thing maybe it's not just going to be hey grind for eight hour ten hours a day maybe it's going to be you know spend two three hours a day you know doing aim labs which of course people do that but you know i don't know maybe i don't know how deep this is going to go but i'm not going to lie this this is pretty interesting. I'm gonna keep my eye out for this because the results of this, it, like like I said, if it works, it could be revolutionary. Uh definitely. I mean, I wonder what what it what works means. Does that mean they make it to the playoffs or you know the final games? Does that mean they're top ranked? You know, in a tournament. Like, yep. what does the success for that mean to? Uh, but yes, I'm with you. It's gonna be interesting to see how the technology continues to you know elevate esports as a whole. And because of the time that's put into esports, people start to recognize that like it is the top 1%, just like a normal sport. There is a lot of dedication, time spent into it. And because of that, toxicity in games is even more important. And Riot comes out and says, they explain basically why Valorant's toxicity punishment needs to be changed. And uh, it's really because of the fact, you know, it's some, and, and you can go check out this this uh, great article they have on deserto.com about this. But uh, it, all in all, Taylor, it comes down to the fact of like right now they're penalizing players to not chat in a game where communication is key, right? right. So you're removing, you're removing a core function of the game, which is communication, um, and not allowing a player to play. So it makes right. maybe even those that are toxic even more toxic because they can't even communicate, causing more frustration sure. and essentially evolving the toxicity and, and, and snowballing the toxicity bubble, right? So. Valorant is basically uh, uh, one of the designers came out uh, of central the Central Dynamic Group. Man, that is a crazy. Uh, I'm a designer of the Central Dynamic Group. Okay, what do you do, Central Dynamics? Central Player Dynamics. I wish I, wish I had that kind what of does title. That mean? I'm not gonna lie. I'm just like, saying, Central Player Dynamics Group. Uh, but uh, basically, comes out and, and and talks about it a little bit on Reddit uh, a few days ago. Um, and said to be honest, Valorant is is new to Riot, right? And we're going to be ha have to learn how to work with it. It would be dishonest to pretend that we don't draw on our data from, from League of Legends. There are very few established industries, conventions, or on behavior problems, and some of this isn't going to apply as well. This sort of conversation is actually really helpful for me to hear and understand what's going on in the ecosystem, and I take it to heart, so don't hesitate to raise concerns. So, like, they're paying attention to, like, how players are reacting mm -hmm. to being banned and behavior and all those things. Uh, I think just another sign that they have their finger on the pulse here. 
Uh, but how do you feel? How do you feel about players that do get this ban not being able to communicate? Like, which which side of the fence are you on on it? Well, they're just, they're just screaming into the void. I mean, other pla- other platforms yeah. have done this. Like Twitter um, has done this. Like I know that you can what like mute people. I, I've never actually I've been blessed. I've never had to do it, but I know that you can. Obviously, you can block people. But I do believe you can like mute people or not see like certain people responses so they can respond to your post, but you never see it. So they literally are just screaming into the void. I'm okay with it. This is the thing. Toxicity in games is is a real thing. I I think I don't need to, you know, explain that any further. You guys know that who are listeners, you've experienced it yourself. Maybe you've even been on the giving end. I hope not. I I know you agents out there are much better than the toxicity that is in the game currently, or that is in every game, I should say. It's not just Valorant specific. But you know what? I'm okay with with maximum punishment, man. I mean, because this is the thing. People have to learn that they can't go into the game and just scream racial slurs and, and, and you know, make sexist remarks and make people feel uncomfortable. Why? Because they want to troll. Maybe they're having a bad day. Maybe they're not. Maybe they just think they're having fun, but they're really not. And, and this is the thing. I'm okay with extreme punishments because they need to realize and they need to understand that what they're doing isn't okay. If, and I'm okay with it. I, I really am, you know. So... <laughs> Because we, we, we actually, you know, we, we have a person that, that we know, uh, Harley, right? Harley, you know, she streams and, and she yep. plays and everything. As soon as she gets into a game, you know, because she's a, she's a female, she goes in and she mutes everybody. She turns off voice communication because people have been so toxic to her. I'm not saying it's everybody, but it exists. And that's not okay. Yeah. People play people play Valorant not only, you know, to be a competitive player and ranked, as I discussed before in, in our Asked Agent section, but people play it to release, you know, you know Steam, and, and they go in to have fun. And if you're going to be toxic and ruin the game for people, like, it's not just ruining the game. Like, you're ruining somebody's day. You're ruining somebody's mentality. It's not okay. Yep. And I don't need to say any more than that yep. because everybody knows what I'm saying. But I'm okay with it. Put the ban hammer down, man. Make it happen. Yeah, and you're right. And people also play, and when they play, they want their XP as well. And this week in patch 1.08, you weren't getting all the XP if you were playing Spike Rush. And uh, it came out uh, a couple days ago as well. We had, uh, uh, I'm going to try to get this one out. I don't know if it's correct. We're going with it, though. Uh, Talich, uh, he came out on Reddit and he said, uh, yes, we changed XP from 1,000 to 1,250 because of a bug that isn't counting progress towards ultimate and ability objectives mm-hmm. in the second half of Spike Rush matches. Uh, other missions still work, though. He said, we'll, be, we'll bring it back down to 1,000 when we fix the bug, which may or may not be the next patch. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, compensating for, sounds like, the issue that was happening there as far as uh, not getting the full XP. Yeah. But... I mean, I actually think they should bring Spike Rush up in XP in general. Um, I really enjoy playing it. I like playing it a lot. Sometimes it's all that I have time for is a few Spike Rush games in the day. Right. Uh, how do you feel about it, Taylor? Well, first and foremost, I'm really happy that they actually came through and raised it by 250 XP because they made a mistake. So those people who did miss out on the XP are now going to have a chance to earn that XP back and even more, depending the biggest issue for me was actually not even the XP. I don't play Spike Rush for XP. I, I, I really don't. I play Spike Rush to kind of cycle through my uh, my my new challenges, especially my old challenge, which they reduced from 50 to 35. A great reduction, by the way. And they also added four weekly challenges this week uh, because they only had two last week instead of three. So they are being receptive and making sure we get the XP that we do deserve. So I love the fact that they're listening to the community and they're reacting accordingly. But yeah, I mean, you know, this is the thing about about xp with spike rush is i think right now it's in a good place a thousand xp for spike rush is actually okay because if you think of it about an average spike rush game it takes what 10 minutes something like that so if you think about playing four spike mm, rush yeah. games uh you know technically 40 minutes maybe a little bit shorter that's kind of the equivalent uh length of time for a regular competitive match or well competitive matches should take longer <laughs> unless you're getting stumped but uh or you know uh the uh, the span of an unrated match and in an unrated match what do you get like four four thousand sometimes five thousand xp it, it, totally yeah totally yeah. negating the fact that you can get weeklies so time for time whether it be spike rush to unrated 
you're actually getting the the same equivalent of XP theoretically, unless you're just going it's through and stomping people. Yeah, you're probably right. Probably, so I think I think it, it probably works out to be right. Close. So I, I think where it's at is okay because if they do what two thousand XP per spike rush game. I mean, if you're just going through and trying to just level up, it makes sense to play Spike Rush because you're going to get double the XP playing Spike Rush than you would do in an unrated. But I think, you know, they, they love their Spike Rush, but they want people to play unrated and, and competitive more, I think, than they do want, you know, the Spike Rush feature. Talk about things that they want people to play. They still want people to play Viper. Uh, Valorant Dev confirms more Viper buffs on the way in the future. And uh, I, I don't know if you want to break this down in your, you know, voice that everybody of course wants to hear <laughs> uh go into a little bit of depth here uh on on the reading uh but we we got some good comments uh on reddit this week from the dev team and uh i don't know if you want to if you want to cover a few of those but looks like basically viper uh they they think she's in a good spot but the numbers say otherwise and really putting them into a position where it looks like they're gonna have to buffer and uh, hopefully get her get her to where they want her in the mm. game do you do you want me to genuinely read this this reddit comment yeah, okay you can read some of it if you want to okay yeah. you want me to read all of it or some of it because it's totally your call man whatever whatever you feel substantial enough Ooh, it's a lot to read all right I, I tell you what guys i will read this in the voice if you want i will do it so here this we is go from <laughs> sit back grab your popcorn ladies and gentlemen we bring you a section with reflections where we reflect on the post of the valorant team so sip your coffee and enjoy it's not pre-recorded either guys all right this from a tombre I do think that historically, as in going into closed beta, we expected Viper to be stronger than she was due to a couple of prolific Viper players internally. Think Tens, right? Tens was, was a phenomenal Viper player in the beginning, but nobody was really using her other than him. However, since we've launched to live, Viper has underperformed for quite some time, despite a series of fairly substantial buffs. We don't, balance, we don't balance off of gut fills like that. We balance off of data, and the data doesn't carry those same biases. So just to take a little break, very important for you guys to understand what he's saying. We sometimes feel something is overpowered or underpowered, but the stats may not back up that feeling. So your individual feeling may be very different than the stats that are being carried over. And that feeling can also vary whether you play be, you could be playing unrated or be at a lower MMR versus higher MMRs and what is working or what isn't working, what needs to be nerfed, what needs to be buffed. So the fact that they go off of stats is actually a great thing as opposed to going off of gut feelings. Now to continue on, personally, I'd argue that we gave Viper several sets of greatly buffed changes with her wall going through walls, being able to maintain fuel on her Q and E at once with no penalty, applying fragile to her Maltov and stopping decay on allies. But she just hasn't seen to uh, seen the same success that Omen and Breach have. Remember Omen and Breach with the buff that they received. We will continue to make changes to the agent to get her into a good spot, and while she is improving steadily, she's not there yet. We're actively playtesting further buffs to ship, but generally speaking, we prefer to make more measured methodical changes than large sweeping ones, especially when we're dealing with a character that's too weak, Viper Breach, compared to characters that are too strong and warping the meta, Sage Killjoy. Let me stop here for a second. I disagree with this, uh, this, this, this section. Okay, first and foremost, oh, Viper, 100%. Viper may be weak, and, and I do agree on that. Viper, right now, especially if you look at the uh, uh, go on, go on a lot of the pros' twitters. They've been releasing a uh, of a, a graphic, basically showing you know who's S tier, who's A tier, B tier, and you know F tier, and, and Viper's all the way at the bottom. Breach though is now moved up to S tier, A tier, um, with of course the you know the the new buffs to his you know he gets a third uh, he gets a third flash, flash, and then he also gets his Q. But 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 hold up a second. Compa Let me read this again. Compared to characters that are too strong and warping the meta, aka Sage and Killjoy. Troy, take this away from me. All right. First off, like I I just don't even understand how. Sage is too strong still. Are you kidding me, bro? Like, what do you what are you gonna do? Just take her, just take her hill away altogether. And I bet you they'd still say she's too strong. Like, I, I mean, basically, you have to be on top of somebody to place a wall now. <laughs> like, well, plus, plus, uh, plus, you know, it, it takes a couple of seconds for it to get up to full health. Remember, because it deploys yeah, at four hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're playing, if you're playing anybody with at least a ten IQ, they they know how to actually <laughs> Smooth, get the wall right? down real quick. Uh, but 
but like uh, I and, and Killjoy? What? Yeah, yeah. What? What? Please write in to uh, the Valent Podcast at gmail.com if you have any story or have ever heard of anybody saying Killjoy was actually too yeah, strong. No, Killjoy is not too strong. Killjoy does get used. I, I want to say that Killjoy does get used. But if you look at any of the pros talk about Killjoy, they say she's very underpowered. She's incredibly weak, right? You're not there. There's no Killjoy is meant to lock down areas and prevent players from pushing a site or to give you more information. Cypher is infinitely more valuable than Killjoy will ever be, at least in her current state. So yeah. I don't understand why the team is consistently for Killjoy. Whatever is brand new, we I mean we we know underperforming, but Sage, I just how is that meta breaking? It's it's not meta. One day I hope to ha I hope to have a drink with the team over at Riot. I hope we get to go to the to the bar with them, sit around. But, but then again, talk a little Valorant and say, hey, can you tell me? Why do all of you hate yeah. Sage? Well, but then again, let's go back to the first paragraph. They don't balance on gut feelings. They balance off of data. So I want to, I'm very curious, seriously, and the transparency is there. What data are they seeing? Like, I really want to know what, yeah, what they're basing cool. Sage on and saying Sage is too strong. I, I, I genuinely want to know because I don't, when, when I get into a game, you know, granted gold two here, but if I get into a game, I don't, and, and, and we're, you know, someone's, uh, the enemy team is running a Sage and I'm not. Our team isn't running a Sage. I don't go, oh man, we lost. Oh man, we're in trouble. Matter of fact, there are times where I would prefer, like, don't play Sage. Play something else other than Sage. Well, sometimes you can base things off data, but it might not be the right data. Just so I'm saying, like, they could be looking at stats right now, and it could be the team could be doing their best effort to look at the right things. And it might prove out exactly what they think, and it's going with what they think with Sage. But, for instance, it might not be the right data, that the right pinpoints they're looking at. Like, for instance, if they're saying Sage always has a higher win rate. Okay, well, let's get deeper than that. Who are the players that are playing Sage typically? Are these players that are better at staying back and being cautious, not pushing forward, so they're dying less? And if they're dying less, is that causing the teams to have a better win rate? Yeah. And if that's the case, then it, like it, it's it's the player, right? A and and now you want that player to not basically you don't want that player to play that way. Right. And so what they're saying is we're going to drive behavior from the agent, the character that will hopefully force that player to play differently, right? right? And so like I I I would I would love to have the conversation with them and look at what they're looking at because there is a lot of directions and different things you can go through, especially when you're looking in and dialing into data and hanging your hat on, yeah. you know, how competitive they want the game. And so that's why they're going with data. Cause you can't argue the data, sure. the data, yeah, you the data. And, and I, and I, and I didn't want to express, this is our opinions. We're only two people. You guys are, you know, obviously smarter than us, right? You guys are the agents. You guys are the listeners. You guys know more than oh, me. Yeah, yeah. So please write in. Okay. Whether it be on iTunes or Podbean, leave a rating, leave a review. Let us know. If you agree with Sage and Killjoy being overpowered, warping the meta, and and maybe we're wrong, but let us know if they're right. But hey, if you agree with us, let us know too. When no harm, no foul. I'm gonna continue on. Sure. Ultimately, Viper and Breach have consistently been the weakest agents in uh, in our game since launch. I do agree with that, 100. And they're also the characters with the highest burden of coordination. We still need to work to find the sweet spot to get these agents viable in matchmaking while not breaking the competitive scene as well. And our first foray into that are these Breach changes. He's clearly getting a lot of pro play, but in matchmaking, Breach is actually still the weakest agent in the game, especially in high MMR. This may seem like Breach got one big buff that uh, catapulted him to viability, but for matchmaking, he's still in the same place as Viper currently, better than before, but still needs work. So real quickly to touch on this, the reason why Breach doesn't get used in lower MMR as well as higher MMR is because you have to think about all the solo queues that are going into games. Breach is very much dependent on coordinating pushes with your team. So if you're not IGLing or if you're not talking to your team or you don't know your team and you're not coordinating and gelling well together, Breach isn't as useful. I use Breach no matter what, but that doesn't mean that I'm using Breach 100% the correct way every time. I've learned to use them as, as, as an entry fragger. I've learned to use them as, as a defensive person, but that's just my play style. What do you think? 
Not to mention that you have to unlock Breach. He is not one of the original characters that is that's true. unlocked. That is true. So unless players play more, which typically won't happen at lower MMRs, mm -hmm. right? And same reason for like Sage. Like you think about Sage, why she played so much, why they have so much data on her, or like how is she really affected? Because people start playing her. They get better with her than they do other because they're limited to the player selection up front. So you're going to have more players pick her as their main character. Mm -hmm. And therefore, more more players defining their ability to be better with that character than the other, uh, and then driving the stats up because they've had more time to be better with I that character. I do want to say one thing, by the characters. way. You're right. When 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 obviously being Sage is, is like you have to unlock her or you don't have to unlock her and you can use her. I do want to say, I, I wonder if the stats kind of get muddied, if you will, because a lot of lower MMR players that run Sage run Sage to heal themselves. Like that's literally what they do, and and in the most recent patch, they nerfed the the hill. Um, not only for you know if you heal yourself the as self -heal. a self hill, yep. but they also nerfed team hill as well. So I'm very curious. Maybe that's kind of skewing the stats. If you, that's a good point though. You're right. Breach you have to unlock. Sage you don't. Do you have to unlock Viper or is Viper automatic? You do have to unlock Viper. But yep. either way, Viper still is is in a bad spot. I do agree with that. Viper is not where Viper needs to be. Yeah. yeah. Um. But interesting, though, uh, that, that they do say that. But yeah, breaches is, is very much so you have to coordinate with your team. If you don't, breach isn't going to be as effective. I want to go ahead and finish this. I totally understand the frustration feeling like... Uh, uh, correct what he wrote. I totally understand the frustrated feeling like your favorite agent isn't good enough. We don't want that to be the case either. At the same time, we have a responsibility to our community to make measure changes that we feel we understand and will positively impact our game overall. And these higher burdens of coordination agents will or makes them a very makes that a very tough line to tread at times while we are still learning how changes manifest in the matchmaking scene of our game. At the very least, don't worry that there are a few Viper mains on the balance team with our noses stuck up thinking players are just bad or she's in a good spot right now, which uh, that's not the case. We know she needs work. We just want to ensure we're making the right changes to maintain her identity and push her into um, viability without warping the game in unhealthy ways. So uh, the, the big thing to take away from this, Sage Killjoy, they feel they're still overpowered. They want to go ahead and try and reduce them a little bit more if they can. Uh, Breach and Viper, they still want to make them a little bit stronger. So lower MMR will see more use and even higher MMR, especially in ranked play. And Viper obviously needs a rework because they want to make viper much stronger a very good read i read that whole thing feel free to go read it yourself it is on reddit um i know deserto made a great article about it as well um but either way it's good to kind of pick their brains get into their mind and, and see what they're thinking because some points i think they're right some points i think they're not but either way they're being transparent yep no absolutely i love the transparency as well i mean it's always good that's why i want you to read it because it's always good to hear from the devs and hear how they're thinking and their thought process as well and uh, talk about thought process and what they're doing, changes to the game. Let's jump into our main topics and talk about patch 1.08. Pay attention. I learned something. Think you can keep up? Who am I kidding? You know you can't keep up. All right, man. Hey, patch 1.08. Normally, we cover this in the beginning. We're going to uh, go ahead and cover it now. And we're going to run right through it because uh, I think everything was pretty simple. First and foremost, raises blast pack. This has seen some uh, nerfs in the past, and they continue to nerf it to put it back into where it needs to be, uh, where it's just not too much. So initial damage has been reduced to 15 and with a 0.2 meter inner radius falling off to a five minimum damage once the satchel lands arms and after 0.5 seconds increasing its max damage to 50 shooting the blast pack causes it to detonate which by the way that's that's actually really cool because before you could do anything about it you just had to wait and uh, satchel no longer does damage allies which by the way yay he's the valorant gods i yay. cannot tell you how many times i either died or got close to dying or just got just pissed off because our raise looks to go make a move double satchels and all of a sudden i'm down 30 40 x or uh you know 100 oh, uh, yeah this this is really tough especially when like you're you know and i get it some race players are like in a in a corner say with a teammate and you're trying to get out of it and you satchel out and like your teammate really shouldn't get punished for you making a good play right and that, and that oh well so 100%, I, yeah. I, I, I i'm super happy i'm super happy this change um i really like it uh, the Guardian buff, though, price reduced from 25 to 24, mm -hmm. improved rate of fire from 4.75 to 
and improved recovery uh, from 0.35 after three bullets to 0.2925 after three bullets. So really trying to put this gun in a better situation, really uh, try to get players to start using the weapon and find a location for it in the game. Look, I think it's priced too high still. I think 2400 is still too high. I think they need to do something really cool to make this gun uh, uh, very, um, uh, I, I guess, as, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a favorite pick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, so... Um, and so, well, they, I, I just... Uh, I do like the changes, though. They're going in the right direction. And definitely with the rate of fire mm-hmm. and recovery, I might give this gun a, another yeah, chance. Yeah, so I, I've actually seen more use from it. Not, I'm not going to lie. Guardian is, is pretty insane, especially with the one headshot you know tap that you can get. Um, they don't want it to be in line with the Phantom or Vandal, so they definitely want a distinction there. If they lower the price anymore, who knows? It, uh, people might be preferring the Guardian over a Phantom or Vandal, which is not what they want. I will say the biggest impact is the improved rate of fire. It definitely makes a huge difference. And uh, also the weapon recovery too uh from 0.35 after three bullets to 0.2925 after three bullets is actually substantial making the accuracy much much it's better oh 100 sure. so if you can snap on heads the guardian's in a much better place either way they've been trying to get the guardian in a good place and this is uh definitely moving in the right direction we'll see if the pros decide to pick it up now this one's fun though map rotation changes now a lot of people have been talking about you know everybody's been feeling including ourselves when you go, you play split five times, six times in a row. Before you know it, the night's over. You got to go to bed, and all you did was play split. Apparently, they made some map rotation changes, or they're going to be making some map rotation changes, that whenever you do go to play um, a certain map, hopefully you don't queue into that map three, four times in a row. I love this change. This needed to happen a long time ago, but finally it's here. We only have four maps, so it's bound to happen. You're going to get the same map over and over again. But either way... A good change. I, I would. It's not under quality of life, Troy, but I would say that's a quality of life update. Uh, more so, yeah, yeah. Quality of life stuff. Um, yeah, it, it, for me, it definitely feels for more of a uh, uh, something that I think really did does change though your outlook or or how you're enjoying the game because playing the same map like three or four times in a row gets very aggravating, um, and it's it's not a good player experience, but. Uh, yeah, tons of tons of great stuff. They had some bug fixes, uh, some actual you know official quality of life changes for observers oh, and great. things like that going yeah. on. Uh, but some you know not a lot of changes, but some good changes, Taylor. Uh, and uh, you know that's what you like to see from the team that's uh, over there plugging away. Basically, every two weeks we're getting something really good that seems to be coming from the team, and and they're working on some other things, looking at guns and cost, and you know the doesn't seem to change at all from what we originally heard from the team and what they're working on. They still have their 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 nose and, and eyes to the ground. Yeah, they definitely do. By the way, that quality of light, the observers, if you are, are watching competitive play and you're tired of the, the full screen blind whenever, you know, especially as an observer, they can act, act, that can actually be turned off or on. So and, and then a timer shows up. So, you know, the player is flashed, but you don't actually get flashed yourself. Love that update and uh, definitely needed to be done. But of course, that is it for our main topics. Let's go ahead and move into our save or spend. Halftime. If you saved, spend it. Don't save a thing. Taylor, mm. this is the second week. And yes, although we missed last week, we're not going to miss our focus that we're doing here on Class Base Awareness, brought to you by Taylor Reflections Noble and Troy Too Loud Tuttle. All right, so here we go. Sentinels. Taylor, why don't you break these down for us? Sentinels is a great pro team, man. They, I mean, one of the best teams in uh, in the league. I think Sentinels is definitely so. Yeah, they definitely are. so. Yeah, I I love you know Sentinel Animal was one of the first Fortnite pros I ever interviewed. Yeah, great guy. Uh really, really. We are talking really about awesome. Sentinel's the organization, though, right? Oh, oh yes. I'm sorry, Valorant again for all you people that hate us for Fortnite. We're sorry. <laughs> Why are you um, gonna throw the jab like uh, that? Yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know. I just I just had to. All right, I, I was just had to. But yeah, Sentinels. Yeah, let's talk about. All right, it. I was trying to make a joke. I don't know if it went over the bald head or not. If you had some hair, maybe you would have caught it. But I said Sentinels anyway. Sentinels. We're talking about Sentinels. All right. Basically, the agents. We're talking about Cipher, Sage, Killjoy. Okay, these are going to be. Basically, as quote unquote, your defensive experts who can lock down areas and watch flanks, both on attacker and defender rounds. This class type tends to be the best defensive agents. These characters will either hang back or lay traps to watch your team's flank when attacking. So, Cypher, obviously, 
uh, tripwires, right? Hugely important. You have the cipher cam uh, locking down a site so you can know if the you know people are rotating over. Maybe you have a straggler over there. Are they planning? What are they doing? You can tag them up, give your team information. Sage, obviously. Uh, well, first and foremost, Sage with the hill is important. That's why she's typically hanging back. You have the Sage wall. You have, of course, um, the Sage res, right, which is in incredibly important. And of course, with Killjoy, you've got the nano swarms. You've got uh, you know, the alarm bot, you've got her ult in general, which can not only be used uh, offensively, but also defensively. So Sentinel's incredibly, incredibly important. Now, with that being said, uh, the reason why we're kind of bringing this out and we're giving you awareness as to Sentinels is just like the first week, we're going to emphasize in the second week that if you are playing a certain agent, you want to make sure that you are providing what that agent uh, brings to the table to your team. So if you're playing Cypher and you're trying to entry frag like a Breach does or like, well, Breach can, I shouldn't say does, but let, more importantly, like a Raze or more importantly, like a uh, like a Reyna, right? Who's, who's meant to go in and attack and be that entry fragger. You're doing your team a disservice because you're getting rid of that beautiful and awesome utility that Cypher is basically known for, right? If you don't lay down your your, your uh, cipher cages, if you don't lay down your traps, your, your camera, and use that to give your team information, you're essentially a paperweight and you're not providing a benefit to your team. Same thing goes for Sage. If you're going to go out there and try and get the first blood, try and get the first frag, I know it's enticing, it's exciting, but if you go down, your team no longer has hills, your team no longer has the wall in order to uh you know uh to to kind of you know pair that with your res right so you're essentially losing out on a six man with the res hugely hugely devastating for your team and then the same thing for killjoy not i mean killjoy still though uh, the alarm bot still goes off um obviously you can't deploy the nano swarms but you know the bot will still say there the alarm bot will still say uh, stay on the map and give information so killjoy you can be a little bit more aggressive if you want but the point is the nano swarms and stuff very important especially if you get spiked down you want to shut down lanes the point is if you're playing as a sentinel try and hang back don't try to be the superstar if you can afford not to be uh you know if you're not in a clutch situation you're just starting off hang back and assist your team as a sentinel should either way cypher sage killjoy sentinel very important and hopefully you have a little bit more awareness i know we've already done controllers uh obviously controllers sentinels now done next week is going to be duelist and that's going to be a fun one to take over but hopefully you learned a little bit more on the saver spins but all good things have to come to an end let's go ahead and move into our final section our match point match point let's close up shop we know more than we did before let's use that all right, so you you know we were just talking Sentinels, and I've been playing a lot of Cipher because trying to get off a of Brimstone, and Cipher was my original main, and so I'm trying to go back to him. And long story short, uh, one of the things I'm trying to actually get good at is figuring out different ways to use my Cipher abilities. Like for instance, with my camera, yeah, it's easy to like throw it up and protect an area or watch an area behind me or around me. But like, what about when you're pushing into an area, right? Um, and 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 your team's talking through with the comms, and we're talking about pushing in. And, and like, what about using your camera to throw into a, a, a area and look around, right? And how to use it more of an offensive way than a defensive way. And so, uh, really, for me, it's it's practicing and using Cipher's abilities, learning his abilities a little bit better, uh, and and how to use them in more unique ways. Fair enough, man. Hey, we can all use a little bit more Cypher action out there. For me, I'm going to be working on Breach. Surprise, surprise. I love Breach. Um, specifically with three flashes, I think I can be using his flashes uh, both offensively and defensively a lot better. I was actually playing in a ranked game today, and it gave me a good idea because uh, we were playing on Haven, and we were on offense, and we wanted to push A. And as you guys know, you have sewers, right, or short that you can, uh, you know, have players engage you on, but you also have long A where players can take you down. Typically, they're opping there, or they have a vandal, they're ready to gun you down. But the point where the orb is at, the point is, uh, uh, my teammate. He was very smart. He was, he was, I'm not going to lie. He was a bit overbearing, but he was smart. I was listening to him, but he was like, breach. I, I, I just want you to flash out immediately, uh, on long a. And I said, are you sure you want me to do that? I only have one flash it was a pistol round. I was like, I only have one flash. And aren't we going to want to use that when we get on site? And he was like, no, just flash off the rip so we can then take over long and we can overpower the person who's down low. And I was like, that's 
I don't know how that's going to work. We'll see. It actually worked beautifully. And it really opened my mind to the point where I've been using Breach as kind of more of a solo player because I do a lot of solo queue. And as I said before, Breach is very much so complemented by if, if you have a, a competent team that is coordinating very well. And when I was playing with that team, we were coordinating very, very well. My flashes, my any of my utility actually worked really awesomely with taking over a site. Or not even just a site, right? We, we always think about taking over a site, but taking over sewers, taking over long, taking over heaven, right? You can utilize Breach in so many wonderful ways. So now I'm going to try and, and really utilize that uh, kind of mindset, that concept into more of my games. I learned a lot from that guy. He doesn't even know that I learned from him, but I learned, Troy. I learned a lot. Look, you, you out here learning. You out here learning today. I don't even remember his name. Job. But I remember what he taught wow, me. Oh, that's really mean. But I remember what he taught me. Well, that's all that matters. Hopefully, you learned something here today on The Valorant Show. And uh, if you want to reach out to us, we're on Twitter, at The Valorant Show. Myself, 2.TX, at Taylor, Reflections Noble. It's Taylor. Taylor, at Reflections. 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 At Reflections. The OG, baby. I reflections. Heck yeah. You got, the, you, got, you got the OG. Look at you. I do. But hey, Taylor, take us out of here, man. Always a great time having all of you agents out there for the 19th episode of The Valorant Show. Of course, our time has come to an end. If you enjoyed this episode and you want more, make sure you leave a comment and a rating, whether it be on Podbean or iTunes. We would love to feature you in our Ask the Agent section in our next episode. But for all you listeners out there, thank you once again for stopping by, and we hope to see you all again on the next one. Grab some water, refill those clips, and let's get back out there.